everybody, welcome to Starkville's House of L. This is our episode for the Krypton episode, Blood Moon. I'm Derek. I'm Frank. Uh, my ass is sufficiently crushed. Mmm, yes, Su- it is, Sufficiently. It? I, um, I hate you, David Paul Francis, and mm. I, I wish only the worst things for you in life. I think no, that's, uh, that's, after, that's, that's after harsh. the torture you just harsh. put us through. I, I, yeah. did te- I did text the good writer... Uh, after uh, the episode, and I said, "Well, my ass is crushed." <laughs> uh, he brought a powerhouse episode in this ninth hour, this penultimate of the season. Not only written by David, who we had on the show last season, but uh, directed by showrunner Cameron Welsh, who we also had on the show last season. Who we also had on the show last season. That's true. So, how fantastic! Uh, to watch this episode unfold, knowing these two people were at the helm that have invested so much into this series um, the last two years, well, beyond the last two years, obviously, working uh, before the pilot. But my God, this episode really, I mean, I hate to say it packed a punch because that just feels like Ooh. a bad pun. Yeah, I don't, too soon. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Oh, it'll be too soon a year from now. In the ninth, right. in the ninth episode of season three, I'll be like, "You remember the ninth episode of season two? <laughs> what happened?" Oh, so yes, uh, uh, affectionately titled "Blood Moon," this episode uh, was really—I mean, this almost could have served as the season finale in so uh, many ways. Yeah, other than other than could've. the severe lack of Zod, uh, he only appeared in three I, I don't even want to call them scenes i know they are scenes but you know vignettes almost just three brief moments of appearance in this entire episode uh which, where the most of the action took place on weg thor yes. uh while it was still standing um weg thor is <sighs> weg thor is no you really you literally cannot go back to weg thor now you literally can never go literally back to literally you can never go back to weg thor just make that song all the more poignant it, we were um, ahead of our time, yeah. Frank. We sure were. Uh, we we tend to be, I think. Yeah. yeah um, it, it also, you know, it. We were talking about this a few weeks ago. That does that does jive with uh, with other other Krypton continuity, you know, from comics and and mm-hmm. from novels and such, where General Zod or or someone destroys uh, the moon of of Krypton. So there you go. Get a- true to to many stories we've read before. Get a good look at it, uh, uh, Krypton, because that's going to happen to you in 200 years. So this is what you can expect. It's gonna it's gonna wreak havoc on the tides. Yeah, uh, how does that work exactly? Like if our moon blew up, we're screwed. Oh yeah, no, we're over. It's it's done. It's fine. It's, it's just, done. It, yeah. it was just there for solarium. It didn't really serve any purpose. You know, yeah, if the Death apparently. Star blows up and falls on the forest moon of Endor, all the Ewoks die. So right. Whatever happens, hmm. happens. Let's let's jump into it um, because we pick up uh, in this episode with a flashback to exactly how Lida, uh, the our Lida Prime, Primus Lida, yeah, Primus yeah. Sod Lida, Primus Prime, uh, yeah, Primus Prime got uh, overthrown. I guess you would say, yeah, um, yeah. Where where Zod took her out and brought in the clone in this kind of flashback sequence we see the creation of you know her being taken down the creation of the clone and then ultimately Lyda tells Seg and uh Jaina and Davinissa that Zod created the clone 
because he wanted to control his own mother, one that was receptive to his own ideology. And obviously, Lida was putting up a fight with that, was not agreeing with his tactics and his overkill, so to speak. So he did the next best thing. He systematically uh, reconditioned his own tried and true mother, I guess. So that I, uh, would be by his side. He he left his actual mom. He didn't recondition her. He just reconditioned the clone. No. And so right. it, you know, like he he wanted to keep like a pristine backup mom just in case anything went wrong mm-hmm. with the clone, right? I guess and uploaded her to the cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's on carbonite. And uh, well, you couldn't. I guess you couldn't put her in, you know, prison or something. You know, one of the Sagittarii would have seen her. So yeah, well, let's let's hook her up to something where she's basically asleep and doesn't have to be bothered. I'm just surprised he had. I've the always I've always to. been curious. I've always been curious too if the Black Mercy is it like an IV fluid? Is it giving you the nutrients you need for as long as you're under? How does that exactly work? Yeah, yeah. Is is it? I guess it's like a symbiote, and it and it. I don't know. That's interesting. I'd never th- thought about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Do they have to? They have to feed you? Do they have to give you food and water? Do you take bathroom breaks? Repeat How does to that yourself. Work? Repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. Um, but yeah, the clone obviously picks up right where Primus Prime leaves off, so she automatically wakes up pissed off until mm-hmm. they could recondition her mm-hmm. uh, at that same moment because, you know, you've got all the, you know, as Dev says later in the episode, she had all your memories. She was an exact copy of you down to two differences. One, she had undying allegiance to Zod no matter what, and two, we did it. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is true. He's, he, he's like uh she needed a hole filled after uh Seg was gone and he filled that hole. I'm going to hell. Anyway, yeah. um Lida says that uh Zod is he knows she knows exactly what Zod's gonna do. He's gonna use Doomsday as a weapon to control any alien civilization under his rule. Uh and that's what you know, we've we've kind of been thinking with Doomsday's own reconditioning going on, going back and finding those memories and then injecting uh the poison from the Black Mercy into Doomsday to be able to control him in a way. Uh, right. and we see the ramifications of that as well. <laughs> ramifications. Yeah. Um, Deb one tells his, the group uh, that one of his best dastardly plans. Honestly, that was pretty yeah, uh, yeah. You know, dangerous but smart. Yeah, Dev. Um, that they, they need to warn everybody on Wegthor what's about to happen. But there's no space elevator anymore. Space elevator, you can't go back to Wegthor. So Dev says he's he's got a POS skimmer that was used for uh, short range space travel that can get Seg to Wegthor and to warn Val and the rebellion before Doomsday can be unleashed on the planet um nissa agrees to join him saying that she knows the tunnel system she sees an embrace quick kiss between lida and seg which obviously disappoints her because they were getting closer mm. now over the birth of jor and with lida being dead for those you know three episodes nissa kind of found her for you know they were they were connecting right you know? right she thought she might have, might have seen the, the the blossoming of a uh, a new a new relationship there right shared uh shared trauma so um but lida tells nissa look i'm gonna do anything in my power to help bring jor-el back home for the two of you 
Um, but Nissa tells Sack, it's like, you know, my worst fear is that the, you're, you're the love of my life and I know I'm not the love of yours. Lida is. Um, and I, I'm now, now have to deal with that, with the, the fallout of Lida returning and knowing that you and I will not be together. That sucks. And, you know, Nissa was a very... We, we were constantly suspicious of Nissa's alliances and everything in season one you know where was she out for herself was she out for her father where she was and she's really even after the whole clone debacle with the finale she's really turned out to be one of the most uh entertaining and engaging characters on the show to me at least oh absolutely i mean she's a she's a badass through and through every time we see her she's she's taken out somebody um but she is also a tender and uh you know, frankly, uh, wounded individual who, who has been through mm-hmm. so much, um, even just with her own clone saga, um, and 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 ah. still so, ah, and still is uh, uh, lacking a lot of the answers that she wants in life, and so she's she's fighting through life. You know, her life is a struggle. Her life is a fight yeah. um, for her very identity, and and you know, just when she thinks that she is getting close to the person who was who with whom she's had a child. Um, you know, it looks like maybe even that isn't for certain anymore. So she she's dealt with a lot in her life. Well, and she's, she she's a tough cookie, but you know she's still still almost she's still human, but she's still Kryptonian. You know, she's still got feelings. She's, yeah, she, she, she's had so much taken from her. She's had her identity taken from her. Now finding out she's a clone, she's had Seg taken from her. Now and she's had Jor El literally taken from her. That's right. So you know those experiences are forging her, and I uh, can only imagine toward what her end goal would be because i have to keep reminding myself even in the final moments of this episode we still got one hour left oh, yeah. uh, next week to, to see what happens but she and seg are in the outlands looking for dev's spaceship they find it cloaked i liked the uh, we have a spaceship a really shitty spaceship but it's a spaceship <laughs> says. but it's a spaceship um zod is addressing the masses his troops are uh filled out before him he is readying them for battle aboard their interstellar fleet as the solarium has been collected they are ready to begin interstellar movement and the first step of this regime the first step to uh, showing their might is crushing the rebellion on Wekthor and now they can finally do that Uh, this fleet can finally be removed from the atmosphere of Krypton to go out to the galaxy and crush as needed you know he tells them that this is they will they will see our might that they will cower before us um and in doing that he goes to wake doomsday from his reconditioning and we said it freaking just kneels right in front of him he kneels zod tells him to kneel and he he takes a knee i mean he goes down it happened we saw it happen god I really was waiting for a kneel before Zod. I know. I, I thought so, I, too. I expected it, but we got a kneel. We got a third of it. So. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, it was pretty, pretty... And when you think in the terms of the Superman mythos, in terms of legacy of these characters and, and what we know of them, would you see this moment of the mighty Doomsday kneeling before General Zod? It, it's kind of an amazing thing to know that we're watching this on serialized television it's 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 like 
awe-inspiring. You know, it, it, yeah. it and that that's a little dramatic, but but that's damn it, that's how I feel. Um, as that, a as a long as a lifelong true. fan, you know, like it's it is pretty pretty badass and and uh, not the kind of thing that I ever expected to see. Uh, certainly not no. on TV. Certainly not. Yeah, without certainly not in the form of co- not 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 in the form of comics. I guess. Right. If you saw right. that in a panel. You'd think it was badass. Seeing it on television is is insane. Yeah. Um. We get to a discussion that's been a long time coming between Lida and Jaina uh, after Lida after the fallout from them last season, where Lida shot Jaina and sided with Drew. They reconcile. Jaina says, "Look, I raised you as a warrior." I don't blame you for shooting you. I don't blame you for shooting me. We've we've both made mistakes. But fate is giving us a second chance. And if we can bury this past together, we can help rebuild Krypton. We could forge a new legacy for House Zod that's not one of bloodshed and just absolute uh destruction. Mercilessness. Yeah. yeah. Just something something that we can build on the foundation of now that we found each other again. Which is it was it was a great moment. Because obviously we know Lida has felt bad about that. We didn't really see a whole lot of glimpses from that with clone Lida, other than somebody said something about Jane, Jane at one point, and she said we haven't seen her. Um, so to know how grief-stricken she was over the decision, the hastily made decision she she took out uh, last season, it was good to see the two of them reconcile. Um we get to Wegthor, where Seg and Val reconnect. This was a big episode of Reconnections. Um, Seg yeah. and Adam and Kim reconnect. We got Seg and Val reconnecting. We've got Jane and Lyda reconnecting. So, and Dev and Lyda reconnecting as well. So there's a lot of in this. Uh, it's kind of you know as the proverbial shit's hitting the fan. Everybody's we we get these moments of these characters back together again that we've they've been disconnected since really since the end of season one. Some of them. Yeah, um, all, all I season need, long for the most part. Yeah, I need one of those jackets Val is wearing. I don't know who in the wardrobe department's listening. Want to get Frank and I a couple of those the the Columbia North Face looking puffy jackets with the House of El Glyph insignia yes, on the please. chest. I'm just saying, just just drop those in in the mail to us. We'll we'll get you the addresses. Those uh, are fantastic. Yes, yes, please. I live I live uh, in New England. Uh, we have harsh winters. I'm in XL, so. Yes, yes. I also am an XL, so just send those our way. So um, the two of them getting to reconnect again was fantastic, though. They have obviously were very briefly together in those final moments of the, of the Phantom Zone season finale from season one. So to see them catch back up was great. But um, Seg says, look, our, the, you know, reuni- reunions are good and all, but the, the fleet is imminent. Like, it's coming and we're screwed. We, we've got to get off this planet. And it was like, well, there's no getting off this planet. Like, we're all we all we can do is stand our ground and fight. Right. Um, we're stranded here without the space elevator. Skimmer's only going to hold two, maybe three. I guess three. Brainiac was in there too, in the back seat, buckled up like a child. <laughs> <laughs> Toddlers. <laughs> you in your booster seat there, buddy? Okay, we're gonna go. To, we're gonna go see Grandpa. All right. Just buckle up. Please stop kicking the back of my seat, Brainiac. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Kim and Adam uh, are readying their troops in the tunnels uh, for this ultimate battle when Sag finds them. They all embrace. Again, just another great moment of these characters reconnecting. Uh, <laughs> your hands were all over the place. Uh, Kim tells <laughs> Adam. 
it was a great moment to see the three of them together again. Obviously, so much of the comedic relief from these characters together in season one. Um, and, and really, we've been in the 11th. It feels like we've been in the 11th hour since the first episode yeah. of this show of, of everything just culminating. But really, this back five after the death of Lyda has been just bam, bam, bam. So getting to see a, a tender moment between the three of them and a, and a good chuckle was nice. But um, as this hug is happening, uh, one of Zod's ships enters uh, Wegthor's atmosphere, begins to land. Um, Seg says, you know, they're like, well, there's only one ship. Surely we can take it. And Seg's like, you see how big this thing is? It could fit five battalions in it. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, no, unfortunately, the thermal signature is not reading five battalions. It's reading one gigantic thing, and that is Doomsday. Um, Zod is monitoring uh, what's happening from his quarters. They call in and say that Doomsday's made it to the surface, and Zod commands him to kill everyone in sight. Um, <sighs> Man. Ra- yeah. You know, yeah. It's tough. Yeesh. Yeesh, yeesh is right. Yeesh, I mean yipe. I mean if 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 this had been a little bit more cartoony, Wally Coyote holding up the yipe sign would have been the only <laughs> thing more appropriate. Because my God, he decimates the rebels. Attack first. Uh, they draw first blood. He's going to draw first blood part two though. The rebels attack. They're no match for Doomsday whatsoever. I appreciated that chuckle. Thank you. His, but he's just merciless. I mean, his rampage is just. I mean, there's blood, there's guts, there's blood spewing. He's stepping on heads. He's ripping people's spines out. It was graphic. Like they was they. Got, it was very they graphic. Got very graphic. I mean, obviously, they, they did not hold back in showing literal no head, people being dismembered and beheaded. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Doomsday does not. You know, when you've been when you've been killed four hundred times and brought back to life, you don't mess around. And I want to give it up for for Nick Sanderson, um, the the uh, actor who was laying on the ground there i mean that i mean he he died mr coach klein they, the doomsday literally stepped on his oh, yeah. head so we want to remember we want to remember nick and our and our thoughts and prayers He'll be in the immemorial segment go out to his season. family yeah because my my god to give your life for that scene really was just powerful i mean yeah i mean you know it's a puppet um, it had to actually step I, on someone's head and and i just couldn't believe that they went for it and it was like uh, you know nick you're you're you drew the short straw, buddy. You got to do it. And he, he went for it. I mean, he gave it his all. I, I can't wait to see yeah, him. But, on you know, the, the law's in uh, Belfast. Like, they'll be taking care of his family for the rest of their lives. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Safe. It's totally different than it is in America. Completely. Just 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 an amazing thing to see your craft as an actor uh, so strongly that you believe in laying down your life for, to get the scene right. Very I method. Mean, just Very method. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, Nick. I'm... Uh, that's a lot of BS. I don't even know who that guy's name was. But anyway, <laughs> Nick Sanderson's the first thing that popped in my head. Um, Doomsday, you know, Commander, not everybody starts falling back. Val's like, guys, run, like withdraw. There's he he can't do anything. When he cracked his shoulder back, when when Doomsday took his elbow back to crack his shoulder and his neck, I was like, you people are about to die. Mm. Like, I, if there's one thing I know about Doomsday from the last twenty seven years of my life is you're all about to be murdered it's not going to go well and even though he is a charismatic paramedic i don't think he's going to be treating any of you <laughs> for wounds i don't i don't think that applies here but um this this ain't this ain't bloomsday mm, ladies and gentlemen no. this is this is true tried and true doomsday is... commander knox orders his troops to f- stay and fight don't listen to general val stay and fight danger close we're going after him which 
doesn't matter because he tears through them like loose leaf notebook paper. Blood moon on the first day of school. I mean, yes, blood moon. I mean, the 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 surface of the planet is already red. The moon is already red, but you know now we've got a blood soaked doomsday is just roaring as he defeats the last rebel. Um, Seg's like, okay, time to go. That's field trip. Everybody ready? Brainiac, buckle up, backseat. We're all gonna go, and we're gonna head out of here. Um, he's like, look, there's a big ship over there. It could hold all of us. Why don't we just take the fleet ship and return to Krypton? And straight, we can just strand Doomsday on Wegthor. And they're like, they're, it's full of Sagittari. And Sag's like, is it? All I saw was Doomsday. Right. Like, there might be a skeleton crew, but there's no five battalions aboard. There might be 10, 15, and we could take them out easily. So Nyssa says she's going to lead the ground forces. Uh, in a very badass manner. Oh, so cool. As 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 they fight danger close to gain control of the fleet ship against the Sagittarii. I don't think any rebels lost their life in that fight that I saw. I think you're right, actually. I, I think that they managed, I, I, I think she managed to lead them through without any without any uh, loss of, of I life. I mean, at knife point, just taking them out. So that was pretty amazing. So she's going to take ground forces val kim and sag are going to detonate bombs to collapse the mines they're going to trap trap doomsday within the mines and then i'll ultimately leave him on wegthor because there won't be any way to get him off unless somebody was stupid enough to go pick him up at doomsday's at the mall till the four we're told we got to go pick him just up have, at four I just have a very vivid image of doomsday like hitching for a ride just like he's in the out. food court find him by the orange he's julius the food court just gonna pick him up he went to corn dog seven so we're gonna pick him up on the way okay all right honey i don't know who i talked to when i go edna you back there she's back there bringing <laughs> um, that, buckling him up so uh we're back in the outlands nissa uh no excuse me that would be lida is asking dev what it was like interacting with her clone she's still kind of sick feeling the effects of the black mercy she's got a fever she's still got toxins in her body she's trying to they've got to work themselves out so she's not quite herself. Uh, and ultimately, Deb tells her, look, like we said at the top of the episode, she was like you in every way. Um, she had me fooled. You know, when there was no reason to believe that she was anybody else until we, the point came and we saw that in the flashback over the six-month time period with Dev earlier uh, when he left the Sagittarii. Your her allegiance to Zod was unwavering, and it was weird. You know, Lida would not do this, and we just thought we the grief of Seg being gone. We just thought you had completely sided with him, but but they apparently reconciled, or I guess you couldn't call it reconciled since well, I guess yeah, you could because it was her memories. What you know? I did we talk about this on the sh on last week? Is it cheating that Seg slept with clone Lida? Uh, yeah, I think we did talk about it. Uh, did we talk about that? I know I tweeted it. I, Tweeting it. it. Is it cheating if you don't know, though, right? Because he couldn't consent to it. Like, he didn't know who he was I don't sleeping know. with. Lida, I don't know. I feel if I were lied, I'd be pissed. You did what? With my what? Yeah, but if you didn't, if you legitimately had no way of knowing, know. you know? I don't know. But obviously they, you know... With Seg gone, Dev, we know from day one, has been in love with Lida. And he was able, they, you know, again, she says, he he tells Lida, you know, the hole that Seg left, it was like we, we found each other again and we we were in love. But ultimately, he left the Sagittarius and her behind. 
Uh, and that's the first we've really heard of that. We we saw some interaction with them in the flashback, but minimal. Not enough to know that. Yeah, not enough to know that there was a relationship going on again in that time period. So it's interesting to learn that in the interim they had they had become lovers. Right. Um. But they get interrupted by a couple of Sagittarius guards who find them in the Outlands. Lyta reveals herself to them. This is something we talked about too a few weeks ago. That could she rally the troops if if she was able to prove that she wasn't really dead? That Zod, you know, uh, manipulated and deceived Kandor. Would it would it help? You know, turn the tide of the war, and it does with these two guards in particular. Because she connects to him on level. She tells the guy, she's like, I was a cadet with your brother. You know, I made it my mission to learn, as Primus, to learn everything about uh, my my guards, my guardsmen and, and my officers. And, you know, I, I know their hearts and I know them through and through. And I know you believe me when I say that my son is cruel and he must be stopped at all costs. And they pledge their allegiance to, and they say again, Primus Zod. So... It was a it was a very cool moment there in the in the bunker in the Outlands to see her see that moment of oh she's alive she's back like like he screwed it he yeah he he lied to all of us uh, and created a clone uh, we talked about Nissa taking out the battalion of the skeleton crew on the Sagittarius and aboard the fleet ship again amazing uh, sequence I meant to go back and look at who the director of photography for this episode was but everything uh the combat everything was really well done beautifully shot uh, all of it i don't i and i i meant to look too did cam direct an episode in season one i don't remember but this was fantastic oh, this was like fantastic. he did a really even the flashback sequence at the beginning with zod carrying lida uh the lifeless lida to cloner and all that like it's just a really great uh cinematically done episode um Val and Adam get together in the tunnels, but there's been a power system uh, failure, and um, we're not going to be able to detonate the mines as we had once hoped to do, at least not remotely. We were going to trap Doomsday down there, and that was obviously what Second Kim and and Kim's troop were doing. They were lining the mines. Val was going to blow them up once they got away, but with the power failure, can't do that. Um, that that thanks to doomsday's attack is obviously you know pretty much anytime doomsday walks in the room the lights flicker anyway so you can imagine as much charging as he's been doing it's gonna mess up the power system right not good um, though. not good yeah but then uh so in addition to that everything's kind of becoming unstable too the main tunnel where the power grid is house where val and adam were collapse they get trapped inside um and then Val gets Adam out. He's been buried alive under rocks, but Adam says he can't move his legs. So we're led to believe that Adam is paralyzed, um, ultimately. And, and we, the last thing we see of Adam, he's being carried onto the fleet ship. Nissa asks if he's okay, and he says yes. But we see him on the on the fleet ship, and he's still being held up by two people. So um, interesting to know what's coming. Maybe this is how he finally gets his jetpack. Ooh. Maybe he just maybe he just hovers around at all times now. So he's hovering like six <laughs> inches off the ground. It's, yeah, instead of walking, if he's if he if he can't walk, maybe he's just got a jetpack that's getting him around. Um, Statistically speaking, it's the see. safest way to travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you haven't turned your back on flying. Um, 
SAG uh, is starting to sink the bombs to a short-range detonator. Cam's like, you're crazy, but they don't have time to argue of it because Doomsday attacks, uh, knocks them both out. Kim awakens. He's dragging SAG away to safety. Um, unfortunately, though, in the debris and in both of them losing consciousness, the detonator got left behind where Doomsday attacks. So now somebody's going to have to go back for the detonator. And, and it's Nick. Sag. Nick threw the short straw, and he is Nick. Oh God, Nick! What, what won't you do for this series? I, I, I'm, I'm continually impressed by your work ethic, sir. You, uh, you, you have earned that SAG credit. Should have seen the going away card. The entire, the entire cast and crew wrote him. It was really touching. It was really something else. They had a cake. Oh yeah, there's a whole ceremony. Uh, Do- Doomsday popped out of it. It was a whole thing. Um. Not even a chuckle. He All was, right, that he was voted most beers. likely to die in the line of duty. <laughs> Suddenly feel bad for <laughs> joking about this now. Um, Seg tells Kim he's going to go back for it, but Kim knocks him to the ground and activates the force field to keep Seg from sacrificing himself. Um, they, oh, God. TV deaths don't usually get to me. Yeah. I, you this know, one, sometimes you sometimes you see him coming a mile away. Sometimes you know, well, that character is leaving the show, and you know, you, you ex- I guess in the age of the internet, you expect to be far more aware and prepared for what's coming. And uh, I wasn't with this. It 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 hit hard. Um, when Doomsday hit Kim, I felt that. Yeah, that was a punch in my gut too. <sighs> Uh, when when he impaled him on his knuckles and lifted him up, um, and obviously Kim finds the detonator when Doomsday attacks, he's lifting him up, and in a final moment of just badassery and the reasons, all the many reasons that Frank and I love Kim and was was really our MVP for season one. I think we said by the end of the season, he lifts up a middle finger and flips Doomsday the bird. Right as Doomsday rips his head from his body. I can't believe they made us watch that. And all everything I said a couple of weeks ago about Kem really and truly becoming a hero, right? In the way that he went and found um, that Sagittari battalion that was hiding in the caves. And he offered them food and offered them peace. Um, and the way that he just managed himself, the way that, that, frankly, this war turned him into a war hero, um, all of that comes to fruition here in his selfless sacrifice uh, for the good of his people, for the good of this rebellion that he believes in. Um, he really, really does make a totally totally selfless choice here and he knows what he's he knows what he's what he's up against he knows that there's no escape um and yet he is he is comfortable um laying down his life for his planet it was an impossible uh i mean it's a suicide mission we, mm-hmm. we knew that when when that force we knew what was coming when that force field was activated and it still didn't even give us enough time as he was going through the tunnels in that uh in that first person, you know, or that third person, I guess, view of, of looking at him as he's, and even, you know, that, that the guy that's been cut in half, he grabs out for him and Kim, you know, he's scared. 
You know, we've seen so much growth from him since season one, but at the same time, he's still that bartender, and he's still he, he may be a soldier now, and he may be an amazing leader, but um, there, there's still a part of him, and I think there would be with anybody in that moment that is terrified. And even as he kneels down to get that detonator, and slowly closes his eyes because he can feel Doomsday breathing behind him, uh, just this sort of. I'm not going to say relief, but this calmness comes over him as he centers himself and readies himself for his own demise as he turns to face the Grim Reaper himself. You know, he's turning to face death and who ultimately, yes, beheads him. And even in, even in that final moment of, you know, coughing up blood and knowing that it's his end, he still goes, F you, man. Just as that, that, bartender kim kim's cantina owner would hmm. uh from season one and i really liked i hate i'm like with you because it was it was like i can't believe they made us watch his head being ripped from his body because at first when doomsday punches him or yeah and through you know his bony knuckles are like lifting him up um there's no noise right you hear the swiftness of the punch but then before the punch lands it's just Pinar's score over it, which is f- fantastic, by the way. A lot of percussion kind of harken back to uh, Zimmer, Man of totally. Steel, uh, all that too, um, which she's been playing around with some, you can tell, in these last few episodes as well. And I, again, I just I can't say enough about how fantastic Pinar's score has been, not just through this episode or season, but this entire series. Mm-hmm. It has elevated so many scenes um, to higher levels. Uh and that is no small feat. She has done an incredible job making, as as we've said, they their goal was to make each episode cinematic, and you can't really do a movie without its music. And it's it's phenomenal what it's always phenomenal to me what they're able to do on a television budget for this show right. because it always seems above and beyond. I mean, when you have Doomsday literally kneeling before General Zod, you're like, this is TV. Yeah, right, right, right. But especially, Seriously? especially Pinar, her score and and the uh, care that she takes to make these um, moments really pop and really feel real for all of us in the way that she emphasizes and punctuates them musically. Um, yeah, a moment like that is a perfect example. Yeah. So um, Kim's lifeless body releases the detonator which uh implodes the caves and uh you know seemingly would trap doomsday inside we don't see doomsday again um but we probably but the implosion will. <laughs> yeah i don't think that even though what happens in a minute happens i get the feeling that we, we're not still not rid of yeah. him yet um He's got to get to Earth at some point. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There you go. The um, it would be interesting if the implosion of the planet or the moon is what actually propels him to Earth. Ooh, interesting. If he just travels through space for the next two hundred years until he crash lands on Earth. I don't know. That I don't think so because I think I think he's still an important part of this show. Yeah. And literally, I think after the moon explodes, he his lifeless body probably just plummets back to Krypton. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, if anything. But I guess we'll see. But the implosion mixed with the solarium is what begins to make the moon unstable. Uh, it's literally crumbling beneath them. Valness and Adam, all the rebels, they escape, escape on the fleet ship. They think Seg's dead because he didn't make it out in time. And due to the communication screw up from the power failure, he doesn't know if Zeg even got the warning that they couldn't remotely detonate the mines. But obviously something happened because the bombs went off, but he's afraid they've lost Seg. But Seg is in the skimmer. He's got that Marty McFly moment. Come on, you know, just hitting the... I I love a good Marty McFly hitting the steering wheel of the DeLorean right in the nick of time. Uh, you know, slamming his head on it kind of moment where it finally it, it kicks into gear and he's able to take mm-hmm, off mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just as Wegthor explodes and we're left with that moment of Val and Nissa and Adam watching fr- from the view screen of the fleet ship as Wegthor crumbles. Um, that was an, a powerful hour of television. Uh, and again, in, in some in some regards, almost felt like a season finale. We've been building to this doomsday uh, confrontation. We've been building to some sort of culmination of what's going to happen with Wegthor. Um, you've got Adam, you know, you've got a character's life kind of hanging in the balance. You've got a major death with Kim. There are so many elements of this that almost felt like a finale yeah if you shifted a few um, pieces around right oh yeah yeah very, yeah very i mean little, obviously you could you could uh yeah you could end the season here and uh yeah. and it'd be a satisfying ending too but we um the fight now has to go to zod mm-hmm. wegthor has been destroyed the stronghold of solarium has been decimated he's got enough to ready his fleet ships but sag is still alive and this this fight's going to have to go to his doorstep to stop him once and for all. And I can only imagine that's what the Alpha and the Omega, episode 210, is going to be met with. Uh, a final confrontation between Seg and Zod and these rebel forces and everything. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens. And I'm also very scared because we are going to have to wait again for another year probably until a third season which we still haven't heard about come on sci-fi get on that next week you think next week yeah about the day of i really i meant to go back and look after we talked about it last week i really think that we got the season two announcement the week Mm. of if not the day of uh the phantom zones airing so maybe we'll see because you know we got that we talked about we got that cool teaser at the as soon as we saw you know, the Superman cape turned to the Zod symbol in the episode, and we heard Zod say, kneel before Zod. It cut. Cut to credits, and then we got that that teaser for season two coming in 2019. So I'd love to see, you know, if they've gone ahead and made something up for uh, 2020 for season three, I'd, I'd love to end on that note again. Yeah. Because it was a really cool moment to, to close on last season. Definitely. Definitely, so, definitely. Uh, that would be a great, great sort of momentum launcher, you know, to, to keep us keep us excited for for season three. Because it, it's going to be such a long wait that just even seeing a yeah. little tease would be would be nice, you know, just just to keep us keep us going. But I'll, you know, if they continually put out a product like they have these last two seasons, I'll wait for it. If it takes that long to get, you know, uh, a puppet Doomsday created, and uh, you know 
the score right and everything that they were able to accomplish on their budget, which just, again, astounds me week to week. If it takes a year to wait to get that, I'll happily wait Worth a it. year. Worth uh, it. I'll be greedy. I'll be greedy, but I will happily wait for it and be one of the first ones watching the night season three premieres because it's just really it's the it's the best product dc tv's putting out right now it's so freaking uh, good in, man in my opinion I, I mean you've got a lot of offerings you've got the dc universe with well now not swamp thing anymore swamp thing anymore but you've got doom patrol and titans you've got the cw shows um gotham just ended over on fox and to me this is uh not only some of the best television they're doing but also some of the most just emotionally emotionally manipulative television they're doing to to the fact that i i feel things while i watch it i mean i kim's death was that was hard and i hate that that we've lost such an iconic character for this show uh going forward i know you know comic book properties nobody's ever really gone but i i feel like they wouldn't have made such an importance on his death and such a his self-sacrifice if we did not truly lose him in those final moments of this episode um yeah and he will be greatly greatly missed uh i think we talked about several times last season how how much we adored his characterization and you know especially those episodes between him and anna and the the relationship between the two of them and just see his softer side uh you know he was he was supposed to be the the buddy cop kind of comedic relief and he really held his own yeah in, in those moments as it's well it's such a shame to to have to say goodbye to that character um I, it, there is something about his death that feels very final and mm-hmm. it feels like because of this precisely because of the sacrifice it would be difficult not impossible but difficult challenging to bring him back yeah. without sort of undercutting that sacrifice um now, if there's any show that can do it, it's this one. But yeah. um, but I, I there is a finality that I feel with the loss of, of this character, and it, it's sad. It's sad because I really, really did become attached to him. Uh, and uh, and I all season long, all I really wanted was for him and Seg to be back together, you know, be buddies again, and, and yeah, that sort of buddy cop dynamic to be put back in place. And um, and we're not, we're not doesn't look like we're going to have that in season three. So, um, so that's that's it's sad. It's sad because it it's really a testament to the, the the writing on the show and and the way that they flesh out these characters. That I feel the way that I do about having lost this this character. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot to take in. Now that being said, as we still have an hour left. Yes. I I don't know what to anticipate anymore. <laughs> like. Like so many of the moments we kind of thought would probably be finale worthy, we, we just got, got in this episode. Yeah, yeah. everyone reuniting. So all those really, kind of I mean, yeah. you know, I know we've got Brainiac and Jor El. I don't know. I've, I've really, I still feel like that's a season three mm-hmm. setup. Um, I don't know. Even if we catch a, if there's, you know, I think of Smallville season finale montages uh, of. Uh, a pop song playing and we we see brainiac and jor-el flying through the stars <laughs> over kelly clarkson uh but you know uh i i just wonder if we'll see a glimpse of them obviously um that's a big thing and and it was a big driving force with nissa for continuing to fight is to get jor-el back um we've got 
Lobo. Uh, yeah, Lobo. I hadn't even thought about Lobo. We got to have Lobo back again. I can't. We can't not have have the return of Lobo. Um, but really, what this hour is going to come down to is is General Zod. Yes. And uh, we we talked, I think, last week, you and I, about how there's got to be some fina- some finality with Zod. We can't going into season three. There has to be a cha- a shift um, of of power and control. So it'll be interesting to see what the final result is. Does Zod go to the future? Does he go to the Phantom Zone? You know, we don't know what what ends up happening with uh, Drew when it comes to this. All all I can tell you for sure is I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see Seg kicking his ass before all is said. I done. think that's fair. I think that's that's, that's got to be a safe bet, yeah, right? I think so. Honestly, I feel like at this point too, the way he treated Lyda, uh, I think Lyda needs to kick his ass. Primus. I think you know, clone, you know, choking her out, cloning her, hooking her up to the Black Mercy. She deserves to get a few licks yeah, in as well. It's payback time. It's a family feud. Let's play, everybody. Come on down. Now, what do you put on before you kill your son? <laughs> murder shorts. Show, Good answer. Show me, mur- Good answer. Show me murder shorts. <laughs> Good answer. Oh, God. So, yeah, uh, The Alpha and the Omega airs next week on Sci-Fi. We appreciate you sticking with us this entire season. We we really get a kick out of talking about this show together. Uh, and, obviously, for you guys, I hope you enjoy listening to it. We want to hear your thoughts. You can tweet us at ShoeCrypton, uh, or, you know, you can email us as well, CryptonPodcast at gmail.com. We are online, CryptonPodcast.net. And uh, you can, of course, subscribe, rate, and review via Apple Podcasts. We would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review via Apple Podcasts. That's a great way to listen, to interact. And uh, those ratings and reviews help more people uh, find us and think, hey, I should listen to that, too. They're talking about Krypton. I'm really enjoying that show. So did I miss anything, Frank? What am I? Don't think so. I think you hit all the, all the big it. points. I don't want to stop talking because I feel like if we stop talking, then it's the finale. And then once we stop talking about that, it's done. I mean, we can just talk. I don't, I'm not ready to say goodbye. Well, that's true. But, I, but I'm, I'm just not ready to say goodbye to um, the show yet. You, you, yeah. I mean, because. And, and God forbid we get to next week and we find out it's not been picked up. I'm going to storm the castle. I, I don't care. I, nobody's gonna stop me i'm going i'm, I'm coming you. for you sci-fi i'm with you but i'm still optimistic because we got that we got a spinoff how can you have a spin-off? we got that lobo spinoff i agree and and i just i i want to take some i the swamp thing things the swamp thing thing scares me thing thing a little but this is a great property for dc universe too it is if 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 god forbid something happens with sci-fi there's there's th- this would go in great uh fit in great on dc universe and would be a great way it's a great way to get people to subscribe to dc universe and to 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 watch but i i think i think sci-fi knows they've got something here i mean they've really you you can't watch this and not be entertained are you not entertained (laughs) um that's something darren vex would say russell (laughs) crowe so um anyway we'll be back uh for the finale talking about the alpha and the omega next week we appreciate you listening interacting with us and uh we just really love the show and uh enjoy getting to discuss it from week to week so we will see you next time catch you next time thanks for listening
Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.